Let's all stand as we get started. Uh, Brother Steve, would you... Uh, Our hearts to be receptive to your word. Pray now as we lift these songs up to you that you might be honored and glorified through them. What you do for us in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all take your hymn. Let's turn it over to hymn number 189. 189. And that will cease the love.
Well, amen. It's good to be in the Lord's house tonight and to have each one here with us. A few things as we get ready to start. First of all, we'll be in the book of Jeremiah. So if you want to go to Jeremiah, and I believe it's chapter 43. Chapter 43. Uh, Just want to remind you that it's election time, and uh, elections are important, so I encourage you to get out and vote. Um, I've got this one sheet that came my way, uh, and so uh, it deals with a governor. Of course, that's pretty hands down. You ought to be able to figure that out pretty easy. And then the U.S. Senate race, uh, and they've uh, asked some questions like abortion on demand. I thought this one was good, protect girls' sports. Uh, you know, a lot of them want the boys to play girls' sports and take all their uh, awards and all that junk. And uh, so also, there's a, a website you can go to on your phone called ivoterguide.com, and uh, it goes a lot more in-depth uh, if you're interested in that. And any more information we can find you, we'll let you know. Uh, the early voting is open, uh, and so like for myself, I can go right over here to the library uh, and vote, uh, which I plan to do here in the next couple of days. I like to get it done early uh you know i don't apply any of those chicago voting deals you know vote early and vote often but um anyhow i do like to vote and get it out of the way uh, because if i wait then usually something comes up you know and so i'd encourage you to get out uh, let your vote be counted and uh, we're awful blessed to be able to live in this nation where we get to vote and uh, that freedom we may not have very long, and so we need to take full advantage of it, okay? And then pray about others that are going to vote, okay? And pray for the vote, and pray for those that will be elected. Uh, We need to be in prayer at this time. All right, Jeremiah chapter 43. (coughs) We're going to be uh, covering uh, three chapters here again tonight. And so we'll be moving rather quickly. Uh, I'll be giving you my outline and some scripture. And uh, then this is more for you to go back and to study a little deeper and uh, reflect on a little deeper. Also, I want to remind those that are on the journey of the lifetime where we're trying to, uh, we've got the devotion book and we're going through the New Testament. Uh, Cindy and I, Uh, finished early. We're scheduled to finish on Saturday. We went ahead and finished today. Um, And so you should be pretty close to uh, the first part of November, probably be, you know, late in getting it done. But I want to encourage you, finish strong. And if for some reason you stop, pick it up and start anyhow, you know. Maybe you can have it done by Christmas. Uh, It's good to look back and say, yeah, you know, we went all the way through the New Testament uh, I heard a lot of good uh, comments from people doing that, and uh, had a, I've had some good questions posed to me uh, as a result of that. And so I just encourage you uh, to get in to read uh, the book, and I I just appreciate so much uh, the book of Revelation, especially as uh, the day in which we're living. I think uh, you know we're we're not going to be here uh, to see it fulfilled, but we're going to know what's going to happen. And uh, when we're gone, and so uh, looking forward to that, and hopefully you're 
staying along, staying up on that, those who have decided to take the journey of a lifetime. All right, so <clears throat> tonight we've entitled this Jeremiah Ministers to the Survivors, okay? And uh, so the background is uh, that uh, the nation of Israel was going to be attacked um, if they would uh, surrender to Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar, let uh, Nebuchadnezzar do with them as he would. And this was God's plan for them to surrender, uh, that God would bless them. And uh, this was a time that they needed the correction. And um, if they would do that, then God would bless them on the, on the other end of that when uh, their time of captivity is over. Uh, but we see the rebellion and the stiff-neckedness of people. And, uh, of course, uh, many of their leaders rebelled. And uh, we're going to read about some of that here tonight. Uh, they rebelled against that. And uh, they thought they knew better than God. And they were going to stand up for themselves. And uh, they find themselves under a greater judgment of God uh, as a result of going contrary to what God's plan was for them. Okay, so uh, this first point is Jeremiah's ministry to the survivors in Egypt. Jeremiah's ministry to the survivors in Egypt. Now, they weren't supposed to be in Egypt, okay? They were supposed to stay in their homeland, but a bunch of them got together and they headed to Egypt. And so Jeremiah, you remember last week, Jeremiah was released by the captain of the guard. He could go anywhere he wanted, so he's chosen to go to Egypt uh, to be with the people of God that have gone there. And this is going to be chapter uh, 43.1 through chapter 44 and verse 30. So basically, the two chapters of 43 and 44 are devoted to this thought, all right? And the first thing we're going to uh, learn about is the people's sin. The people's sin. In the sight uh, in spite of the prophet's previous warnings not to go to Egypt, the people journeyed there, forcing Jeremiah to accompany them. So verse number one, And it came to pass that when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking unto all the people all the words of the Lord their God, for which the Lord their God had sent him to them, even all these words, then came Azirah the son of Hoshai, and Jonan the son of Kareth, and all the proud men, saying unto Jeremiah, Thou speakest falsely, the Lord our God hath not sent thee to say, Go not into Egypt to sojourn there. Kind of amazing, God's man shows up. He says, This is what God wants us to do. And uh, people take it upon themselves, say, No, 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 that's not what God wants. Uh, we know what God wants. God doesn't want us to do that. God wants us to do this. And so they're in rebellion to the man of God who is uh, telling them what God wants for their life. Uh, and so in verse number 3 it says, But Barak the son of Nera setteth thee on against us, for to deliver us into the hand of the Chaldeans, that they might put us to death and carry us away captives into Babylon. And so uh, there's this contention going back and forth, and uh, they uh, are complaining against uh, Jeremiah, and uh, they're saying this is not what was supposed to happen, uh, that they had to go to Egypt to protect themselves. And we'll skip all the way down to verse number uh, 7. 
It says, so they came into Egypt, or into the land of Egypt, where they obeyed not the voice of the Lord. Thus came they even to Tapanis. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for our time together tonight. We pray to God that you would speak to our hearts. We thank you for the story of Jeremiah and uh, the book that we find in your word. And Lord, uh, there's a lot to be uh, had in your word here tonight in these chapters. uh, Very limited time that we can apply ourselves to. So Lord, I pray that we would carry away nuggets and pieces that we can think on uh, with the remainder of this week to look into and consider. Uh, Lord, we ask that you would meet with us here this evening, that you might be honored and glorified through the preaching and teaching of your word. We love you, and we ask these things in your blessed name. Amen. And so the second thing we find here uh, under this uh, first point is the prophet's sign. And uh, that'll be verses 8 through 13 of chapter 43. And God tells Jeremiah to bury some large rocks at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace to signify that someday Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, will occupy Egypt and place his throne on the very spot of those buried rocks. Now, I thought this was a pretty interesting uh, prophecy that's being uh, spoken here. Uh, God's told Jeremiah, look, I want you to go get some big rocks, and uh, I'm going to lead you. There's going to be a spot where I want you to dig Uh, the ground up. I want you to put these large rocks there. And uh, one day Nebuchadnezzar is going to come to Egypt and uh, he's going to dig up the land and uh, he's going to build him a palace and his throne is going to set on the very spot of these buried rocks. That's pretty interesting. You know, you just don't see stuff like that, right? And so uh, quite a promise here that God's going to bring Nebuchadnezzar, an ungodly man, He's going to use him to come down into Egypt and he's going to plant a a throne there from the rocks that have been buried by Jeremiah. And so the third thing we find is the prophet's sermons. And so this is all of chapter 44, 30 verses. He's going to preach two sermons. Now, when you think about it, that's probably pretty good for a preacher uh, just to preach two sermons out of 30 verses. So... Uh, He's going to get right to the point. Uh, The first sermon is verses 1 through 19 of chapter 44. And I've got in some notes here. Uh, It's a judgment for idolatry. Uh, God's got this sermon that he's given to Jeremiah. He wants him to proclaim the truth of what has happened here. He wants him to stand on it. And so our first point under uh, this first sermon is the prophet's rebuke. And so the first 14 verses, uh, Jeremiah is rebuking the people. He's reminding the people how God punished Judah for their sin in the first six verses. And then he warns them that God will judge them for worshiping the Egyptians' gods, verses 7 through 14. So the people of God, they've, uh, they've broken away. They've been rebellious against what God's plan for them was to be. They went to Egypt, and while they're in Egypt, they've been there a while, evidently, because they've already taken up worshiping the Egyptians' gods. Uh, so they, they've had to be here a little while, and uh, they're, it's just putting them in more sin. It's just putting them more rebellious towards the things of God. 
And so here they are in Egypt, and they've taken on the Egyptian gods to worship them. And so he just, Jeremiah is just telling them, look, uh, it's bad enough that you've walked away from God, and I want to remind you of the punishment of Judah for their sin in the first six verses, and I want to tell you that God's going to judge you for worshiping the Egyptians' gods. And so the people have a twofold rejection. Imagine that. They, they're in rebellion, we know, because they've gone to Egypt, and now they're going to reject the message that's being preached. Verses 15 through 19, they say, We will not listen to your messages from the Lord, verses 15 and 16, and we will burn incense to the queen of heaven and sacrifice to her just as much as we want to, verses 17 through 19. So these people are in, in utter rejection of God, uh, utter uh, rebellion against God, and uh, they've told God's man, look, we don't care what you say, we don't care what God has to say, uh, we're going to serve the God that we want to serve, and uh, we're going to burn incense to the queen of heaven and sacrifice to her just as much as we like. Now we know the reference to the queen of heaven is that there is no such thing, right? Uh, it's a pagan god, uh, Ishtar, uh, that was looked upon and worshipped. Uh, there is no queen of heaven. Uh, it's not Mary, by the way. Uh, some religions would like to teach us that Mary, you know, has got a special place. Mary's special place was that uh, she was the virgin chosen of God to, bury, uh, to bear uh, Jesus Christ to be birthed here on this earth. But uh, a lot of religions have elevated her and given her a place that she did not deserve, that she did not seek as a young girl, but they wanted to elevate her. They wanted to bring man up somehow and involve them in the godness, okay? Uh, he, she's carrying God's only son, so we need to elevate her. And by elevating her, they, they, they hope that they're pushing up all mankind with that. You know, we're not so bad. Look, you used Mary, and, and you'll want to use us too. Therefore, we get a lot of cults and a lot of false information. We, we know, if you've done much studying, you know of the Mormons who believe that we're all gods and that one day we'll all inhabit planets and we'll have our own little worlds. I don't want a world to worry about. It's hard enough having a family to worry about, let alone a world to worry about. Um, and so uh, it's just, you know, they take and they put in uh, with the, the, their own thinking, their own teaching, and, you know, here we get the queen of heaven. Uh, so the second sermon, Jeremiah figures, well, they didn't listen to the first one, so I'm going to go back and give them a second one. Uh, and this is verses 20 through 30. Uh, in verse number 20, Then Jeremiah said all the people, to the men, to the women, to all the people which had given him that answer, saying, The incense that you burn in the cities of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem, ye and your fathers, your kings and your princes and the people of the land, did not the Lord remember them and came it not into his mind so that the Lord could no longer bear because of the evil of your doings and because of the abominations which ye have committed? Therefore is your land desolate and an astonishment and a curse without a habitant as at this day because ye have burned incense and because ye have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, nor walked in his law, nor in his statutes, nor in his testimonies. 
<coughs> Therefore this evil is happened unto you as at this day. Pardon me just a minute. You think any of that that we just read could apply to America in some way? Boy, America has walked away from God. It's not the country it was when I was in high school back in 77. Our country has changed. It's just been this like this big snowball rolling down a hill, just getting bigger and bigger and farther away from God. And they're proud of it. You know, they kicked God out of the public schools and they've, they've tried to, they're trying to cancel Christianity today. And those with a voice of Christianity, they're out to cancel them, to have nothing to do with them. And listen, it's not going to get any better. And they're finding out the rich and the, the famous, there's like 10 different people from Hollywood who have stood up for the Lord, and they're canceling them out. They're, they're making it so that they don't get any acting jobs, so that they don't have any influence. Uh, you probably heard about Wahlberg uh, moving out of California. He's tired of all their garbage. Uh, you know, this is, this is the mindset of the nation in which we live. They want to cancel us out. You say, preacher, how do you know that? Well, I'm just reminded of it today. As I was reading in the book of Revelation, and we get down to the final judgment, Satan has been in the pit, the bottomless pit, for a thousand years. He's released. And when he's released, now the, the whole world's been under the rule and reign of Jesus Christ and us, his saints. When Satan is loose, he readily finds people to assemble with him, to mount an attack against the Lord. It's just like that. He, I mean, he's out, and it doesn't take him hardly any time at all to begin to assemble this group to march against God. Man, sad. And yet this is where we are today. Listen, don't be surprised if in the next one, two, three years, you find that Christianity is not a popular subject with most people. Matter of fact, uh, I was visiting with one of the ladies at, on her way in tonight, and she was telling me that she was out shopping today, and she was visiting with this guy, and she mentioned to him, he said, there's nothing free, and she goes, well, salvation is free, and the guy just freaked out on her. And, uh, you know, he goes to a Southern Baptist church, and he says he hadn't gotten saved yet. Well, you know, salvation would do him a great help, amen? And then, by the way, that just goes to show that just because you go to church, doesn't mean it's in your heart. Unless you possess it in your heart, it does you no good to just go to church. You know, we have spiders that come to church. We have cobwebs. We, you know, uh, and we've got lost people that come to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, relying upon their good works or their good thoughts, or maybe their mom or dad was uh, something in the church, and they're relying on all of those things when we need that personal relationship. And so Jeremiah just lowers the boom on him. He just tells him, look, you need to get right with God. You've sinned against God. You need to get right. And he tells them that if they remain in Egypt, they're going to die. Verses 20 through 27. You will suffer war and famine until all of you are dead. And so he tells them, return to Judah and live. Verses 28 through 30. Only a small uh, number will escape death and return from Egypt. And the rebellion's not going to let them turn from what they want to do. Their way is more important to them than what God wants them to do. So that brings us to our second point. Aren't you glad when there's only two points to a sermon? 
I'm glad, to be honest with you, that there's two points, three chapters, only two points. That's pretty good. The second point is this, Jeremiah's ministry to Baruch, verses 1 through 5. These events transpire sometime before the destruction of Jerusalem. The word of the Lord, the prophet, spake to Baruch, the son of Nerir, when he had written these words in a book in the mouth of Jeremiah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, unto Baruch, Thou didst say, Woe is me now, for the Lord hath added grief to my sorrow. I fainted in my sign, and I find no rest. Thou shalt say unto him, The Lord saith thus, Behold, that which I have built will I break down, and that which I have planted I will pluck up, even this whole land. And seek, seekest thou great things for thyself? Seek them not. For behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, saith the Lord, but thy life will I give unto thee for prey in all places whither thou goest. And so uh, Baruch has this complaint in the first three verses. <clears throat> Jeremiah's scribe, uh, Baruch here was Jeremiah's scribe, and uh, some believe that he, his complaint was the fact that uh, he had copied from Jeremiah uh, the words that Jeremiah gave him, and then King Jehoiakim burned the scroll that he had written in Jeremiah chapter 36. You may remember the king is sitting by the fireplace, and they're reading the scroll, the words of God, and he begins to take a penknife, and he begins to cut out portions and throw them in the fire. Okay. By the way, it kind of sounds like America today, uh, why we have so many translations of the Bible. As people look at it and go, well, I don't like that, so I'll just take that out. I'll rewrite that, and I'll rewrite this, and I'll rewrite this, and I'll rewrite this, and I'll get a Bible that makes me feel good about me. I don't want to feel good about me, because I know who I am. We talked about that on a couple of Sundays ago. We're filthy, rotten sinners is who we are. And for us to write a Bible that makes us feel good about who we are, we're in big trouble. I need the Word of God to remind me of where I am, how far I need to go, and the fact I haven't arrived yet. And, and there's great work that still needs to be done in my life. And that sin is still horrendous in the sight of God. So Baruch's here, this is complaint, and then uh, comfort is uh, Jeremiah reassures him in verses 4 through 5, <clears throat> promising divine protection during Jerusalem's uh, further destruction. He says, look, you're going to be okay, the destruction's coming, I just want you to know, God, God knows where you're at, get back to Him, get back to walking with Him, get back to, uh, suffer, get back to living for Him. Tonight we might say, you know, I see the handwriting against America. I see the judgment of God against America. And I would just encourage you, Christian, fall on your face before God, seek his face, seek his forgiveness for the sins in your life, and then ask to be a light. This is the time that we need light more than ever. The world is getting darker, not lighter. Okay? We're talking about the light. Amen? The world is full of darkness. Sin covers the face of the earth. We as children of God are the spiritual lights in the midst of this darkness. If there's ever been a time for us to let our light shine, it's now. It's now. 
We need to let our light shine for the cause of Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for your goodness and your love to us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Jeremiah and uh, how that he sought to walk with you and to serve you. I pray to God that we as children of God would seek to have our hearts right with you, uh, to know you as our Lord and Savior, and then to have our hearts right, our sins uh, in our life confessed, seeking to walk with you and to know you and to put you first in all we do. Lord, just go before us and uh, lead in our lives. Use us for your glory. We thank you for your great love for us. We ask these things in your blessed and most holy name. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight? You'll have a moment of invitation. If God spoke to your heart, I encourage you to come. If not, then uh, just pray as you're there in your seat. Brother. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Though none go with me, still I Oh, no, no.